Good morning and welcome in everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of scripture, but before we do that, I wanted to tell you a little story. There was a young man born on a small farm out in North Dakota who would eventually go on later in life to invent something that would ultimately change the sport of diving. In 1947, Ray Rood had a friend who came to him and needed help. He was throwing a pool party in his backyard, and the varnish was coming off of his new diving board. Because he had been an engineer at Lockheed, he had a few spare airplane parts in his shop. He found a discarded airplane wing, drilled a few holes in it, and created a makeshift diving board for his friend. Apparently, the springboard was such a success that guests at the party were nearly hitting the far side of the pool. A few years later, he patented his invention in 1953. His diving board allows divers to spring up higher than ever imagined possible, and it's been used in the Olympics since 1960. There were even some schools that were forced to raise their ceilings just to keep the divers from hitting their heads. This reminds me of the Christian life. When we effectively use the grace that has been given to us by God, it can launch us into a brand new life of obedient living. Like a springboard, it can lift us up to the level God wants us all to be at. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 1 says, We then as workers together with him beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. God's grace can result in amazing things. But we must remember why this free gift of God's forgiveness is given to us. God wants us to grow into spiritual maturity, undergoing a transformation from a sinner into a saint. It's given to us for a specific purpose, so that we turn away from our sinful past and become obedient servants of God. God gives us the opportunity to get it right this time. If there are no results of obedient living, if there is no attempt to submit to the will of God, then the grace that has been given to you is not serving a purpose in your life. The Apostle Paul received a lot of grace, and as an example to all of us, what can happen in someone's life when you accept the grace of God and run with it? When he got forgiven, he didn't receive God's grace in vain, but used it as a springboard to begin a new life, becoming a new creature in Christ. Ephesians 3 verse 7 says this, Whereof I was made a minister, according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. 1 Corinthians 15, 9 through 10 says, For I am the least of the apostles, that am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. God washes our sins away so that we can become something different than what we were in the past. Second Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We are given his grace to go on unto perfection. Hebrews 6.1, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. Forgiveness is provided so that we can become obedient to the will of God. Romans 6, 1 through 2 and 15 through 16 says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? 
God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey? His servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience under righteousness. To receive God's grace in vain means that it doesn't cause a change and is ineffectual and fruitless. It doesn't produce a result of transformation. It never results in a changed heart. A person in that state of mind never goes on to spiritual maturity. We must always remember that God gives us grace so that we can grow. 2 Peter 3, 17-18 says, Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. When we receive God's mercy, it should cause us to serve him from our hearts. Hebrews 12, 28, Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Hebrews 9, verse 14, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? In the past, each of us have been caught up in sinful works, but now we are to focus our minds on doing God's will. Jesus loved us so much that he laid down his own life so that we could have forgiveness. Now we want to return that great love for him by lovingly submitting to his will and purpose for us. As we were involved with sinful works in the past, now we want to focus on good works, because without them, it only shows the vanity of one's professed faith. James 2, 18 through 26, Yea, a man say, may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, o vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works? And by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified, not by faith only, likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works, when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. God gives us grace so that we can become fruitful. Luke thirteen six through 9 He spake also this parable, a certain man had a fig tree, planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon, and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of the vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. And if it bear fruit, well, and if not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. 
Instead of taking advantage of God's grace and repenting from dead works, some are only going to misuse it. Jude 1, through, uh, Jude 1 verse 4 says, For there are certain men, crept in unawares, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness, and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. You don't want to receive God's grace in vain, but take advantage of the opportunity that has been given to you by God, the opportunity to become a new person, the opportunity to live a whole new life, the opportunity to someday inherit eternal life. God wants to take us there, but each of us need to allow God's grace to work in our hearts. We need to use it to launch us from darkness into the light. And it's just a matter of stepping onto the springboard. So let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms, or by getting our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose you can find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then. Bye-bye, everybody.